Hello. I'm Alexis. I'm Christina. And we are Pit Pad. I think it's a uh, Pit Pad. Uh, <laughs> Failed successfully. So, so what has happened recently with like things that have been going on? In my life? In general. In general. Well, I don't I don't know if we talked about this before. I've talked like about this to certain people, but I don't remember if we talked about it. But growing up, I never watched or read any of the Harry Potter series. <laughs> my mom, um, she's always like, witches, you know, like that's demonic stuff. <laughs> like you know that's like evil so I you know I never really had an interest in it once that whole like whatever that that phase of hers was gone but my roommate is a huge fan she even has like a book with her right now she's reading one of the books again and so for the past week we've been watching one movie every night (laughs) and now I'm a Harry Potter fan damn I gotta be real honest here me too I've never gotten to the point where I became a Harry Potter stan all I know is that I am a Hufflepuff and my Patronus is in is a fox I think but that is something that I learned from the website that from the website of the Harry Potter like series (laughs) like the harrypotter.com thing um but that's like as far as I can like know about myself <laughs> I've I I don't know why when I was a kid I thought the books were way too big I was like my level is not that high like mm-hmm. all my friends could read a lot and I back then I was like I can read but like comic books but like Diary of Wimpy Kid like around that time was like when Diary of Kid started and I was mm-hmm. there reading those books and I liked pictures. I'm so I'm always a pictures fan. Even today, I watch a lot of cartoons. I prefer watching cartoons over documentaries. Like I am a kid. Like I've never got to the point in my life where, and it's kind of weird. I never got to the point in my life where I actually started watching and reading Harry Potter. That's valid. But the funny thing is, I probably would have never considered it either had she not <laughs> forced me to watch everything. Like I, um, I'll show you. So I like the Lord of the Rings. I watched it on my own accord last year during quarantine, just because I spent like <laughs> twenty plus hours watching all six films. And this week I bought the book series. Looks so nice. I know I got the see I you know me I got the aesthetic looking one because I didn't want the like movie cover on the book. <laughs> I'm so picky so I got that I like get these random spurts of like oh my god I miss reading I want to read again and I've only gotten like 50 cases in it's only been like four days to be fair but like (laughs) my attention span can be so bad so I like my goal is to finish it because I do really like the movies so I want to get that extra detail but I get a little distracted (laughs) I uh, yeah 
I get random spurts of reading and then I commend you if you continue on this because I start in spurts of things like um what is a series Hunger Games like I would reread Hunger Games like every now and then when I started to read like I would say like read read I would say that was like middle school for me and then I would read Hunger Games I read it back to the front and sometimes I get little spurts every now and then of reading like you do and I just don't finish the book I like start reading for a day and I get a spurt for it and then I'm like but I could be doing something else and I just I or I'm on my phone like phones are so entertaining for me yeah. If I can be on my phone and go through Twitter and it, the day just passes and I like just think about the book and I'm like, oh, I should have done that. And I just don't do it. Yes. It's literally the exact same way. That or like um, with shows, like especially with animes, if I don't crank that out, it's not going to get done. I have such a bad attention span with shows. That's why I just like, I don't watch TV. I don't watch Netflix shows. I watch movies. <laughs> because it's like two hours and then I'm done but it's so hard I have to either have someone else with me that will like you know continue to hit the next button like like to to the next episode or just like I don't know force myself but if you continue if you if you have a moment where you do continue a show I can see that you will finish it and you will get really into it like an anime like if you get into an anime I'm pretty sure like like Haikyuu like you're into Haikyuu you are dedicated your life to it at this point right (laughs) I'm a big nerd that's the problem like I was telling my roommate it's not that I was never interested it's just like I just didn't feel like starting it but now I'm like super into it she's telling me like all these all these details and stuff that are in the books like I I will get heavily invested I just need time same with me. Oh, yeah. It's talking about Harry Potter in this situation then. Like, you mm-hmm. got started on it. And then, like, definitely, if you start getting into Harry Potter, I highly recommend going to Universal in Florida because they have the Harry Potter world thing there. I've been there. That's the thing. I should have. I literally have been there. I have a picture of Hogwarts on my phone. And it didn't mean anything to me then. And I'm like, wow. I need to definitely back. yeah definitely go back when you have gone to the point Ooh. in your life where you've dedicated your life to Harry Potter because I'm pretty sure you would have a different point of view on everything because I've never been but all my friends who have gone their humongous Harry Potter stands they say that it changed their life like to the point where it's something insane like at the point where they're like oh my god I never realized that it could be real and my life has been changed forever and I'm like it's not that humongous of a deal like it's literally just like a theme park and then they get so offended by it and they're like oh my god it's my whole childhood how dare you say that like I'm pretty sure if you went the first time without knowing much about Harry Potter when you go back you will be so offended by me saying that it's like literally it's a theme park <laughs> that's funny though yeah maybe maybe I'll save up and go like I don't know. I guess maybe my roommate and I can save up and then I'll go with her or something. She's been already yes. and she was already a stand, but it's fun to go with someone who enjoys it. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh my god, yes. There's so- something cr- I, I find it so amazing to go to a place that I would never go myself, but if you go to someone who's a humongous fan of it, 
it just makes the experience much more fun because you see like the gleam in their eye that they're like the happiest person alive. And then at that point, you feel so happy of yourself. You're like, yes, I did this. Exactly. That was me when we were at Universal and I saw the like life-size bumblebee from Transformers. (laughs) I still have that picture. I rewatched the entire thing. I literally... I was watching so many like movies last year and just like being at home, but I rewatched like all Transformers, <laughs> all that nerdy stuff. It's fun now. I feel like that's something that I'm going to keep for a long time. Maybe if I have kids, I'll show them. But being in a fandom can be nice. You just got to be careful some of the weirdos, but <laughs> being in a fandom can be nice. <laughs> Every fandom has its weirdos. Like, you can't escape them. They're going to be weird. All you have to do is find people in the fandom that actually understands you. And that's all you need. Like us. I feel like we've understand each other quite well. (laughs) I feel like at this point, you have to not, it's not, I don't think it's being judgmental, but you kind of got to gauge someone. Like, don't get close immediately. You got to give it some time. Because then you're just going to, you're going to regret it big time oh yeah definitely on the cuckoo side not to be mean i'm not referring to anyone specifically i'm just saying in general oh yeah and the fact that when we started like in k-pop we generally were pretty cuckoo ourselves (laughs) and then and then we filed out over time That's the thing, like, I see, like, hints of my old self and what I criticize now in K-pop saints, and I'm like, evolution. <laughs> evolution of man. <laughs> Literally, though. It's crazy. I'm so glad, you know, growth has occurred. Oh, yeah, definitely. If I was the same person I was back when I started liking K-pop, I would not like to hang out with that person at all. Like, she was a little bit cuckoo in the mind if you know what I mean (laughs) it's like cringy but kind of funny at the same time like I don't mind talking about it now because I'm like oh I'm nowhere near the person I used to be but still it's like hey it's like she existed (laughs) (laughs) excuse me sorry (laughs) yeah no I literally remember like being that person that like cried because my friend had the same bias as me oh my god yes oh my god you just reminded me of a story so uh, we were on peach and um so i would i would try to avoid gin stands like i would find them i would find them and then i would like low-key block some of them just because they liked gin and i think about that (laughs) all the time i think about that all the time because I thought that she was gonna be like mad at me or something because we had the same and like <laughs> I know she was probably talking about me behind my back like this girl's crazy because she was more like a casual listener yeah <laughs> 2015 was a weird time or was it I think it was 2016 2016 was a weird time no yeah definitely and I would low-key feel so apprehensive towards people like I would be like oh my god do you like Jim like we can't like the same person like that means you're gonna steal him from me and I'm not gonna be living like that <laughs> and it's like no one's stealing anyone you delude delude. <laughs> literally 
literally like my insecurities were jumping right out <laughs> for everybody oh, to yeah. see. So and bad. I was single and showed like, honey, we know you're single. Shut up. <laughs> what was that thing that was like single and ready to mingle? Everybody oh. used to say that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Weird times. Those were the like, times. I feel like we've never talked about this before. <laughs> Talk so about weird. yeah. Like the weird habits. I don't want to make it like a a segment where we criticize <laughs> K-pop stands, but there are just some things that they do that like what's going on? What's going on? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to say it out loud, but like I know what you mean. <laughs> Cuz I I feel like I learn more whenever I explain the whole concept to like non-k-pop fans like one of my neighbors I was a girl she's like so like what goes on because I feel like it's really different from western artists and I like started explaining everything and I was talking about how like there's like weekly music shows and like people vote and they stream and they sell like photo cards for four hundred dollars it's like that's just it literally sounds like mental illness <laughs> like oh I don't know gosh. she was probably thinking in her head like Ew. weekly shows aren't that bad though because there are some weekly shows like in western culture like it's not True, necessarily that terrible. you win an award on like you gotta like fight for that trophy every week true and it's like you versus like a hundred different groups every single week mm, that's a lot to think about yeah and they keep track of like how many times you win per song oh yeah and if you're a group you kind of you know you, if you're a big group then you have your own segment like bts every single time they have a comeback now it's literally just like their own show mm-hmm. <laughs> what the heck like that's insane i not yeah also i found out so we know how we use concept freely we're like oh yeah the concept so it's like a, it's like a space concept or like a yeah, um yeah. cute concept i found out that concept is literally a conglish word like it's literally you know the words in 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 korean that's art um, like they sound english or they're actually english like banana is literally like banana yeah. in korean yeah. that's a concept is a conglish word and we've been using it freely as if it's like english but no really? concept like they use it like for like concept so they have i don't want to say a british accent oh my god well, i don't know if a british accent but i don't know if i'm gonna say it in british accent anyway so anyway concept is a conglish word and it means theme (laughs) so we've been saying conglish every single time we say concept 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 that's so weird we really thought this whole time they were just using an english word we we thought for the whole time that people in western culture say concept We like, oh yeah, oh that Harry Styles music video. I love that concept. <laughs> Turns out no one says concept. Yeah, and it's just us. I feel dumb now. <laughs> I found that out recently. I was actually watching a K drama. 
and they were using concept literally like when they were talking about a theme of something bro that's mind-blowing found that out recently similar, like so many other words that we use in that quote-unquote culture i guess yeah like we say bias bias like oh what's your, what's your one direction bias like come on alt <laughs> semi-alt um um visual is just telltale honestly <laughs> Excuse me. Um, what other stuff? Um, uh, just leader, visual, <clears throat> um, rapper. I mean, rapper is rapper, but like the small things that we say about groups, like girl group, boy group, but they're not necessarily boy. They're you know Chinese or they're they're men. They're like they're, they're, they're a man band. <laughs> they're a man band. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean, though. Can you imagine calling uh, Super Junior a uh, boy band? They're like, oh, look at that boy band. It's tough. They're all, like, almost, like, the oldest members, like, is almost, like, it's mid-30s now. Yeah, they're, they're becoming middle-aged. <laughs> middle-aged. <laughs> they still have a long way to go. <clears throat> oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, it became so, like, some- casual, too. We said, oh, yeah, concept. You know the concept of that Dua Lipa? Dua Lipa envy. <laughs> we say envy. We say envy. No one wants to call it says envy. Music video. I say music mm. video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, envy. You know, OST. Oh, you like that? Shang-Chi yeah. OST. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> or what? Oh, fan cams. That, I think we fan started cams. that. Fan service. Oh yeah, finger hearts. That's more of finger a, hearts. I don't do finger hearts though. Like I <laughs> finger hearts. Yeah, finger hearts is more of like an Asian thing now though. Like we definitely use yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. If a K-pop um, fan does it, I find it cringy. But like, if they're Asian, they're the exception. So that's culture. Yeah um what is another i mean there's so many like we just use them in daily life like we're talking about things like oh yeah you know the concept of that envy the -hmm. concept of that envy you know the concept oh my gosh my bias looks so good in this light you know like oh my gosh look at the selfie of my bias he's my alt now (laughs) selka and polka for photo card at least i'm gonna put where i say selka like, good God. Selka just reminds me of, like, Korea booze. Like, oh, my God, look at the Selka. I don't think I ever said that in my life. Thank God. I didn't even, I never God. even typed that out with my own fingers. I'm pretty sure you have typed that out. Like, I would be there to, like, support you if you did. Oh, like, well, oh, yeah. There's no way for me to remember for sure. So I thought I typed it out. But said it? Might have. I don't know. 2015 me was wild <laughs> 2015 any of us was wild honestly you're so right though i never realized the things the the vocabulary that we use when talking about korean pop like 
Yeah. Oh, you know what I just thought about? How we say like rapper line, Chinese line, Japanese line, like to describe oh my like God. a group or, of people. Or 97 line. Like I'm a 98 yes. liner. Yes. <laughs> yes. Nobody says that. Like, oh my bias is 98 liner. My my bias is a 95 liner. I like I I talked about this. Oh my god. So I was thinking about that recently. Mm. I was, um, I think it was just some like friend. I was like, oh, she's born 2000. I was like, so he's, she's a zero zero liner. And I was like, have I said that out loud before? I was like, no, I didn't mean that. I was like, no. <laughs> I take that back. Liner, liner, like a penny liner. <laughs> Literally, that's what I've been thinking this whole time. Like toilet please. <laughs> liner. Like, oh, I'm a, I'm a, um, you know, thinking about it, like a zero, do we say O one or do we say zero one liner? I would say O one. I don't know. I don't think I've ever said that out loud. I don't think I've ever said liner out loud. I've only said like 95 liner or like talking about my biases. Some of my biases are old. So they're all like old 90 something liner. So <laughs> shout out to some of those 80 something liners out there oh my god yeah some super junior members are like 89 liner wait no isn't jinky an 89 liner jinx is 89 right not 89 years old you know what i mean i know 89 liner (laughs) liner oh my god but also that's so specific to western fans talking about korean pop because i'm pretty sure any other way of like like translating it would not necessarily be the same but yeah we're definitely like this the western way of saying like we say concept like i still can't get over that that that's conglish like i've been thinking about that so much i feel like it's like when it hit the western world we just started making stuff up yeah it doesn't make it make sense Oh, you learn something new every single day, I swear. Literally. I've learned so much about music itself, too. Like, without K-pop, I would have never considered, like, mini albums or, like, EPs or, like, full albums. Like, that never occurred to me. Or, like, face. Mixtapes. First album. Oh, mixtapes. Yeah, mixtapes. Um, subunits. Subunits. Yeah, it's not stuff that they invented. It's just stuff that brought those terms to light. For me, being a K-pop student, I'm so young. Yeah, I mean, I never really thought about it that way. I never thought about how subunit is so specific. Mm-hmm. Units, just unit in general. Like who, mm-hmm. who, and like, like usually in American culture, would you say unit? Mm. like you never thought about it like i never thought about it that way and, oh a unit like a subunit you know like um like a like a you know a k-pop subunit i guess the thing is a like, solo artist solo artist solo album debut that word debut. is used often but like comeback <laughs> comeback yes like, Still waiting for that One Direction comeback. 
Did you see that the wanted are having a comeback? No. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> the wanted are coming back after seven years. I saw Ask the, why? My roommate and I saw the news on Twitter like at breakfast sometimes like this past week, but I was like. It's so sad to say this, but the only reason that I even knew they were was because of the beef that they have with One Direction. <laughs> oh yeah, that's all I would know. I know like the song "I'm Glad You Came," but that's yeah. it. I know that. <laughs> I know the song "Walks Like Rihanna." It's so bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> the song is literally like, "My girl can't do anything, but at least she walks like Rihanna." Like that's the whole song. Like, what, what does that mean? What like, what is that supposed to mean? Rihanna walks fine. <laughs> no. And then one of their guys, like, used to date Ariana Grande, and they, like, did a collab together, like, for an OST. <laughs> for an OST? <laughs> a Western movie OST. So that's how I know that song specifically. And then one of the guys has a brain tumor. I'm sorry, what? Why are you laughing? <laughs> It's so bad. It's so what? bad. It's, it's so shocking. I think he's holding a concert to like raise money or like raise awareness for, and then they're going on tour. I'm but sorry. I'm like, I don't know. Why. I, I like, wish him luck. <laughs> I know. I read that. Um. He okay. So he announced last year that he had it. But then in January of this year, he said it gotten significantly smaller, even though it's inoperable. So I actually, you know, I really hope that he, you know, lives and ends up going on tour with his buddies. And yes, I hope so too. No matter what beef, I hope he actually has like no cancer and he doesn't have to worry about that. Because exactly. I mean, they're like, still kind of young. Yeah, they're. I'm pretty sure they're like same age as one direction like late 20s maybe early 30s maybe there's always that there's that one guy though that looks like what's his name jason Statham. you know who that is wait what <laughs> the one guy um the bald one in the group who looks like he's like 40. <laughs> he looks like you know the game hitman <laughs> no i don't actually what it's just it's just it's just a bald guy so Dwayne the Rock Johnson well he's white so he's white but he's not he's not like pitbull bald (laughs) (laughs) so hard to explain you would have to look him up to like truly understand but he's just like a bald white guy that looks like he's like 40 but he's like 29 so um middle-aged Caillou Yes. <laughs> That's Mr. Clean. He has worn a white t-shirt before. <laughs> <laughs> See if if BTR and the Wander are coming back. One direction, you're next. The Jody you mean, they're all, back. They're next. Most of them are dads now though. I mean, do they so have are the time? members? True. And, and, and Carlos. <laughs> Carlos has like three kids now. Bring those babies on tour. 
Bring the babies on tour. <laughs> Terrible. There have always been those rumors though that the One Direction members like never actually got along though. Um, that'd be insane. That like disturbs me. Cause that like it's it's very possible, but I don't want it to be possible. It just it would ruin like everything. But then I can see that like if that that did happen, it would be mm-hmm. a documentary like in ten years. Like if you count from today, yeah. ten years, there <clears> might <throat> be a documentary about how they didn't get along. Because I feel like that would definitely be something they would want to film. That'd be life changing, honestly. That'd be insane. You get my popcorn ready. Get <laughs> <laughs> popcorn ready. <laughs> I mean, I hope not. I hope not because they always seem know. like they like each other. I know. I don't really remember why Zayn left anyways. I can't remember. I swear that had something to do with the theory that they didn't get along whether he was treated differently. Oh. I mean. When you think about it, I understand, but I don't want that to be true because mm-hmm. we don't want that. I know that'd be in that'd be that'd be a lot to talk about, definitely. A huge L on their part. <laughs> it seems like it's really easy to get famous these days, but then like I'm not famous. So I'm not, not either. <laughs> then again, I don't really I'm not that active on social media. That's kind of the place to be. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, you don't have to be famous. <clears throat> Honestly, fa- being famous is overrated, in my opinion, because it's oh, there's a lot of pressure that goes into being famous. Right. Can I just be like financially like stable without the fame? Like, can I have the income <laughs> without the spotlight? Would that be great? That'd be great. Yeah, that's like be a background character. Like, if I were. If I were famous, I wouldn't want to be like a Miley Cyrus. I would definitely want to be like a Jason Earls. I'd be that one like mysterious one that you only see out like once a year. (laughs) 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 Getting my groceries or something. Yes, the one that can actually, you know, go outside without wearing a mask or go outside without, I mean, like, without coronavirus, of course, you know, coronavirus, you can't wear a mask, go wear your mask, people. Right. Um, <laughs> but, you know what I mean, like, you can go out without wearing, like, having to wear shades or not people having to recognize you. You can just be that background character that no one really cares about when you go to, like, Sprouts or something. Right. It's probably a lot harder than it seems to be a celebrity, so kudos to them. Kudos to them, honestly. It's a lot of pressure. You have the money, but, like, at what cost? You have all this uh, pressure. Everyone doesn't treat you the way you're supposed to be treated. There's no respect a lot of the time. People Mm -hmm. want to stalk you. People want to kill you. It's scary. Right? I feel like the one thing I always think about most is, like, cancel culture i feel like you're always walking on eggshells with like anything you say or do nowadays as a famous person because somebody's bound to take it the wrong way so scary super duper scary so that's why i never even try to be famous even if i try it's like i get like one like and i'm like that's a fine 
I know man, it's not life meant for me. You're so right. Also, just in general, like I know like being famous, you can get famous from being like an actor or an actress or like a singer, but like influencer culture. That's that's a lot to think about because I mean, who can be, you know, a YouTuber or who can be a TikToker? Who can be a, a person who on social media can have like a lot of good brand deals, like an Instagram model? Like it's so selective in the case that you have to be like so drop dead gorgeous mm-hmm. and be super duper thin in order to have brand deals now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, it's a lot to think about because people pay you, like pay you to be you know be on there and tell people about the product and everything and it's like the most insane thing ever I always think about how like underdressed I feel going through all those pictures like while my style is like but like in real life no nobody's nobody's looking at what I'm wearing little college campus where people just wear like sweats and t-shirts every day I should not care that so and so can kick that because of nice outfit and I don't. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just, it's so insane because influencers, like people who are on social media and they do well for themselves, so they look like their life is so extravagant. I mean, like, we all know your life is not that extravagant. Like, you have problems and you're not, you're not telling us. And it's so, like, it's a facade. It's literally a facade. It really, really is. They're very too so to be too uh, um, transparent about their experiences. Most of them are like, hee hee, like, another day, another dollar. Like, <clears throat> I know that's not how it is. Y'all are suffering. Y'all need to. True. It's just, it's so insane thing about celebrity life. Like, I could, I could never. Like I could never do it. If I if I got like if I got the ultimate a deal of my life to be a celebrity, I would not take it. I would not take it. Because it's just it's not worth it. Like the amount of stuff that goes on from being a celebrity is so much to handle. Like so much. Like I'm no. such a people pleaser too. I just know it would make my anxiety so bad. Somebody was like, oh, so and so was body with so and so, and I'd be like, it's time to go into hiding. Like, <laughs> literally, I don't know how to handle that. Yeah. Um, just like thinking about K pop culture and thinking about all the K pop idols that can't even go out and date and they can't even go out and do anything. And if they get caught, they get can. There's a chance that they might may their contract may be terminated or anything like that, and they could. I mean, a lot of keeping K-pop idols a lot in the line, because that's mm-hmm. like your entire childhood is gone. You train, and you don't even know if you're gonna make it. And if you do make it, you have that one million chance that you'll get that award on that music show at that one month, and it's it's scary like your life is on the line your life is literally on the line if you become if you get kicked out or anything something happens you are going back home to poorness 
to Pornus. This is why so many idols have to take anxiety breaks, like Mingi from OT, for example. He was gone for a whole year just getting therapy for his anxiety. I can't, like, I'm not surprised, but I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. And they can't even find love. Like, even if they do find love, it's the most curious thing on the planet. Like, oh my God, I love this person, but like, I can't even date them. And they like me back, but I can't do anything about that either. Isn't it in some people's contract? Not to bring up ATs again, but I'm pretty sure there's, one of the members said that it was like a four-year dating man or something, four or five year. Like, what? Yeah. I know some groups, they don't, they don't have a dating ban anymore, but even if we don't have a dating ban anymore, I'm pretty sure like that must be so much more anxiety to think about not having a dating ban, but also the, like, even though you don't have a dating ban, you still have the pressure of fans. They're going to tell you how stupid you are for dating. They're going to hate you for dating because they'll, especially the person you are dating, they're going to have that slander from dating you because fans are obsessive, can be very obsessive. And no, they're gonna, not. they're gonna, they're gonna try to break you up, and they're gonna try to um, hate on the person that you like, and it's gonna give them anxiety, and it's gonna give you anxiety, and it's mm-hmm. just, it's not worth it. Like it's not worth it. Literally not at all. I don't know what fostered such toxicity within the entire like Korean pop fandom but like it's just so bad that the minute that you see any headline with anybody's name it's just like immediate dread oh yeah and they can't even hang out with opposite gender anymore like there was a time this was you know like I would say 2010 2011 maybe even 2009 2009 2010 2011 around that time or even 2008 like it was that early early time and you would watch shows and then they would have you know the male idols and the female idols and they would just have fun like they would go on shows together and have fun and they can't do that anymore they can't do that anymore because they'll always be suspected that oh oh my god so and so looked at so and so for like more than 10 seconds oh my god they're so dating right now like they're not maybe 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 the girl has a humongous zit on her face and he just can't stop looking at the zit like that's probably what it is <laughs> honestly though you're so right you're so right people take things to the extreme and it's always like not always but i feel like for the most part it's the insecurity and part of the person calling them out for it like they don't know who you are they're not gonna be with you I know. And they can't. Because <laughs> they're You can't even look at the opposite gender anymore. Like, can you imagine? <clears throat> you know, K pop guys are hot. You can't even stare at them without people thinking that you're dating them. Right? Like, can I just look? <laughs> like, can I just think? Can you, like, if, you know, if you see, like, a good hot K pop idol, okay, Minho. With no mm-hmm. shirt on. Okay, mm-hmm. no shirt on. How do you not look at that? Yeah, How do you not? Exactly. Like, first of all, you'd be like, oh my God, he has no shirt on. And then you think, oh my God, he's so dropped dead gorgeous. And then your life would be like, you're be fired from your company. 
that's so terrible or the the um the like shipping of real life people oh yeah sometimes that's so toxic like it always goes so far like you're assuming something about somebody when they've not openly come out and said this is either like what i identify as or this is who i'm with like just leave them alone there's like exactly youtube compilation videos of like I don't even know, like, um, I've seen some crazy ones. I think I Jungkook, know, yeah, Jungkook and, um, and Lisa, <clears throat> that one was, like, the oh one that God, I was, yeah. like, that one's not even possible, but okay. I've seen those, like, <laughs> selfies edited of them, like, together. Insane. Yeah, like, oh my God. like they've never been this far in their lives. <laughs> like, you've got to be <laughs> kidding me. They're so busy. Like, if, okay, in the off chance that in, I don't, okay, situation, BTS, if they even have the off chance that they're not working at all, okay, they're not working at all, and they're not going to visit family, and they're not going to do anything, what are the chances that they're dating someone behind our backs, behind anyone's back, behind any fan's back? Like, I gotta be real honest here. They're so busy. If they even have the off chance that they're dating someone right now, it's an Olympic tournament. Like, how would you think that someone would, that Jungkook would be dating Lisa when both of them are working so hard, their lives are not even anything else other than making a final? Like, if you can date, if some person out there is dating an idol that is so busy, like BTS, honestly, I commend you so much. Because that is an Olympic feat. Like, I don't even think that is something that I could do as a person. You have to be or anyone. <clears throat> super tolerant, super understanding and independent actually like independent about all things because you were like never gonna spend time with them never 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 and phone calls are going to be like two minutes in between like stages or something if you even get that chance oh yeah no 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 exactly (laughs) exactly like to think that someone would have so much patience and to think i mean i know some women they're they can they can take care of this they're like oh yeah i don't worry about you being with me all the time like i'm totally okay with that but to the level of being this busy like i'm a person if you're not gonna spend that time to love me then why do i even spend the time at all like at that Mm -hmm. point i'm only liking you for the fact that you are that person and at that point it's gonna get old absolutely it's not like it. I can just imagine, like, the, you know, expose myself right now. I'm like 20 years old, never dated anybody. Haha, <laughs> get your laughs out. <laughs> anybody who's listening, but I just know that you need so much experience and maturity for something like that. But also, there's a level. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's also that level of respect as a person like if yeah, you're not going to sure. be there 
and you're not going to, and you're not going to, you're going to be too busy or you're going to give me only two minutes of phone time, or you're not even going to come and see me, mm-hmm. or if you're not even going to take that time, then that means you're not respecting that other person. Right, absolutely. Yeah, because the one thing is, like, if you, they, not just that, if you both really wanted to work out, you were going to do what you can. For example, like, Kiana and Don, both very busy adults, but they make it work that's an example mm-hmm. of like if, he, if they wanted to they would but I just don't know like you said they're just they're so busy let's take Taman for example what did that man not do in the last like year before he enlisted what did that man do even though all of his youngs were in the military he was so busy like so busy we didn't even go throughout days went days we're just seeing his face every single day doing something more like to think I talked about this yesterday on the on Twitter but like oh my gosh to think that that man did so much for you when enlisted like we didn't we were so thinking like oh he was just he's gonna practice for his comeback or he's gonna go and train for a little while and do something work out maybe or something like that no like we're still getting stuff from him like still still we're still getting stuff from him my question is like why him there's absolutely nobody else in the entire industry who's been that busy and i'm not just saying that being like a shower or anything because even the other shiny members themselves we did not have anything like that from any of them I don't know what it what it is. I don't know if that was like something that he wanted to do or something that they were just like forcing on him. I um, still don't know. And I'm saying this from the bottom of my heart as a shiny fan. But he needs to rest. He needs to take a break. I know his personality is like he always wants to be doing something. And if he doesn't want to, if he's not doing anything, it feels weird for him. But he needs to take a gosh darn break. He needs to take a break. And I think military, I can't believe I'm saying this, but the military is literally a break for him. It literally is. He's serving the country, but he's getting well well fed. He's getting probably decent hours of sleep for one. I know. It's insane. Like the pictures that we've seen of him recently, he looks a little chunkier. Like, thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Like, to think that that man is out there in the military and we're like, oh, finally. Like, no one who's a fan of any K-pop idol has ever said finally like that. Right. It's always kind of like a moment that you've been dreading. You're like, yeah, well, I guess it is what it is now, but Taman's just like, yes! He <laughs> finally can sleep. rest! That man doesn't rest! And I know there's a whole thing they're like, oh, yeah, I mean, Taman is, he's the, the face, he's one of the faces of SM. Like, everyone knows SM, they would think of Taman, you know? Like, something crazy like that. And the reason why he's the face is because that man never sleeps! He never sleeps. He goes, Literally. like, it's 10 p.m. 
Okay, he's finished a whole comeback. And he's on an Instagram live at 10 p.m. Korean Standard Time. And you know where he's going? He's going to the SM building to practice. To practice. For what? It doesn't stop. And like, I don't know why I'm so pissed about this, but I just feel like he needs a break. And I feel like military is literally a break for him. And I can't believe I'm like literally thinking about that. Like, I agree. Because if you think about, obviously we are Westerners. Mm-hmm. Sense, right? But that would never fly over here. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> it would never fly over here. That amount of overworking to the point where like, because you remember, I don't know if you remember, but they, he was having like a Japanese fan call event or video call and he had to cancel because they literally said they had overworked him in the statement. Like, that's <laughs> so don't... frustrating. He's such a he's such a great, like loving, kind, probably willing to do absolutely anything. And y'all are taking advantage of his fans. They're taking advantage of him. They're like, oh, he can do anything. And then you know what they did after pushing him so gosh that hard in Korea? They flew him to Japan. They flew him to Japan. <laughs> that man, honestly, at this point, needs dual citizenship because he's always. Oh, he Japan. probably does. He he's probably does. He's Japanese because of how much time he spent over there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm, like, I, well, in the first place, anyway, if Tim was a Westerner, he wouldn't even have been an idol in the first place, because, quote on, because, because in real life, he started trading when he was 12, and that would have been breaking so many child labor laws. (laughs) I think you're so right. You're so right. The amount of work that he did when he was 12 years old would not fly in Western world. Like, yeah. he was trained to the absolute bone to be the mega star that he is now. And that would not fly here. That would not fly here at all. Not at all. Like, I'm grateful for him, right, for the experience of being his fan. But I still feel sad when you look back and you realize, like, he's been through so much that he probably didn't even know about, honestly. Oh, yeah. And do you remember his fear of going to the military? Do you remember his fear? Do you Mm. remember how sad he was? Do you remember how scared he was? Like, that man has not known anything else but the kelp industry in his life. His childhood was yanked from his feet. Mm -hmm. It's going to (laughs) be the same thing with Jisung from NCT. Same thing. With a lot of them too, because they're just who the the ones that they do when they're so young, it's just so weird. They I know. For their entire lives. Like of course they had the first ten years of their life where they actually were like an actual child and they were like, Oh, I want oh, I'm sorry. And um they <clears> wanted <throat> to they wanted to genuinely do dance or they genuinely want to sing and and they just they just did it and it worked 
and then their entire life was changed forever but like I mean we're probably thinking this from a western point of view because we don't like to overwork our people that much well you know sometimes um (laughs) but like we just care about them you know (laughs) we just care about them like we have the right to be bothered by that fact I'm so, I'm, everything about Taman, I think about how amazing he is. I'm so grateful that I can be his fan. I'm so grateful that I have lived in an era with Lee Taman as a person. Mm-hmm. But I think about, I think about, I think about how scared he was. How fearful he was. I remember this was the day before. It was a week before he went and listened to the military. And he literally went on live and said, how scared he was and he had Kungi with him and he and I just can't stop thinking about that like it's mm-hmm. been months and I still thinking about that right. like it's not normal for anybody to feel that way you know I know so and he's cute. And I mean, I can go on about how he's gonna miss Shane. I am going. I can go on about how much he's gonna miss those showels. But, like, isn't that so wrong that yeah. he has not known anything else but the cup industry? And this is comfort zone. He's this is a comfort been zone. Idol, he's been an idol longer than his, like, longer than half of his life, right? Oh or yeah. Close to that. And he's 27 years <clears throat> old. Yeah. He's 27. He's 27. So more to do. It's been more than 10 years of his life. Like, oh my gosh. I can't believe we've got all this <clears throat> like, statement right now. Because I've been thinking <laughs> about that so much. Like, I've been, like, in my moments of complete silence, I think about Shiny. I think about how a lot of them like I would say he had a childhood I would say I mean who had a childhood definitely G had a childhood thank you for sure he was already in college oh yeah he was already like yeah you're right and I think about Taman like all that man wanted to do was dance all that kid wanted to do was dance he was 11 he was 11 around 12 years old he was turning 12 years old and he decided that i like to dance i like to dance i'm gonna search for sm and like his life has never been the same he's and also he's very very particular about what he does and he gives himself so much pressure as a human being mm-hmm. to the he's point where if he ever yeah if he ever wants to like retire it's going to scare him He's never gonna retire mentally. He's gonna need therapy. Oh yeah. They all all idols need therapy, honestly. Oh, yeah. They think it's normal, but it's not. It's not. It's not. When you're that young, you're that young. Starting your life like that, doing a career at that age. Like, there's something wrong there. <clears throat> we were talking like, about that um, in my Japanese class last week, actually, because my Japanese teacher was like, 
I like never in my wildest dreams like ever ever will I ever want to go back to school in Japan like high school I would never do that again and I was like damn <laughs> so she started talking about the school system and you know how they have like entrance exams and stuff yes. like to get both into high school and into college you basically need to know what you want to do with the rest of your life when you're in middle school like you think about people here they're literally exploratory when they go to college still undecided and they can change their major however many times they want they can stay extra semesters and stuff like that it just doesn't fly over there it's not that easy you really like it's just a set path you just spend like all day at school one night you're studying it's crazy oh yeah and that goes beyond beyond japan too like taiwan yeah Mhm. Like, my when I went to go visit my um cousins, mm-hmm. this was this was like ten years ago. So they're definitely they were definitely like middle school back then, mm-hmm. and um, and um, they would they would get home at six seven p.m. after having spending all day at, at school, and then they would just be doing homework at home. Like I would barely see them, and this was middle school. Like I, I think about you know alternate universe stuff. You know, like if I ever if I was born in Taiwan and lived there my entire life, mm-hmm. would I be a different person? Would I would I definitely be a different person personality wise, and would I be a different person? You know, being you know culture culture differences mm-hmm. culture mm-hmm. differences in general mm-hmm. like do you ever think about that like what if you're an alternate universe christina you were living in puerto rico your entire life that's just scary thought i feel like i'd be such a pos <laughs> <laughs> just living in puerto rico i mean being with the family because most of the families over there i'm just their mindset, their way of doing things is so different from how my mom raised me. I don't think I would be nearly as educated or nice as I am right now, <laughs> to be completely honest. But yeah, it's like that stereotype because <clears throat> America, you know, not not everybody's nice, but they always like make fun of Asian students, Asian families for like working so hard for being so intelligent. It's cultural like people are raised differently as you just explained in asian countries they you know that's just part of how they grew up doing a lot of work coming home late from school so there are different expectations that people don't get it okay oh yeah oh yeah and this just goes on to the stereotype of um being like oh yeah i mean don't you, aren't you supposed to be happy at your stereotype is that you're smart like no, no I'm not happy with a stereotype because that means that means that if I'm not smart I'm not Asian right? or if you don't do well then like you want to be criticized yourself it's like oh you were supposed to be this smart no <laughs> you don't know <laughs> <laughs> And that stereotype goes beyond just, oh, Western culture. 
Oh my God, you're so good at math. Oh my God, you're so good at science. Oh my gosh, why are you so smart? Oh my gosh, you're not smart. Oh my gosh, you're 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 not you good Asian. Like, how do you know? Why are you assuming that I know everything just because I'm Asian? Exactly. Why? Why can't I be myself? Like, that's the thing about stereotypes. They don't take advantage of the fact that everyone is built different. Mm-hmm. Everyone is a different person. I may be good at art. I may be good at math. I may want to be a doctor or I might want to be a dancer. Mm-hmm. And, and to be stuck to that stereotype only makes it harder, yeah. you know? And, and I mean, like, this smart stereotype. You know where that comes from? That comes from the pressure that we get from um, parents because they had, they had that hard life. Majority of Asian immigrant parents came to the country with no money, mm-hmm. no money at all. And all they wanted was a good life for their children. And that mm-hmm. means that they may not be the most loving at times, but they care. And, and it's so crazy, like the stereotype of tiger mom. Like it's a very interesting stereotype that mm-hmm. I probably write a whole thesis about. But anyway, it comes from the pressure of, in my situation, it comes from the pressure of the college entrance exam. Every, there's Asian countries and it's everywhere. The college entrance exam, you study for that your entire life. And if you don't do well, you don't go to college. Mm-hmm. You just don't go. If you don't, if you go, if you do really well at it, you could go to any college you ever like. But that test is SAT times 10. Like, I could never take it. As a Westerner, I could never take it because it is so hard. And the reason why the stereotype of the Western culture is so kind of ingrained, sort of, in Mm -hmm. a way, is Mm -hmm. because most, I want to say this, like, in the most smartest way possible, definitely the pressure the pressure that immigrant parents had to go through in their childhood mm-hmm. is 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 so much ingrained in their culture and they want their children to be you know the stereotype of doctors lawyers because they want their children to live better than they did mm-hmm. and i think this goes in the latinx culture too because the immigrant the people who come to this country dirt poor they just they just want to do well. They just want to make an income. They just want to be able to live that American dream in quotes, yeah. you know? I think and it's just, it applies to minorities in general. You're very right. It's just, yeah. Like, uh, I and grew it's up, just insane. My mom always told me growing up, like, college is not an option. And it used to upset me. But you grow up and you're like, I definitely understand what you mean, though. Like, when you start to realize, like, that 
I guess, rags to riches kind of story. Mm -hmm. Mom was like, you don't need to go through that. You could be so much with just, you know, a little bit of education. So you got to understand, not you specifically, I mean, people in general, they got to understand, like, there's a reason why people are like that. Oh, yeah. And when they give out the stereotype of, you know, the Latinx clean lady at the um, clean lady, the clean lady stereotype, it's so toxic. It is so toxic because you know why Latinx communities, they need to work so hard because they have no money. And it's so sad. Like they come Mm -hmm. to this country so poor and they would literally do anything. Like do anything. And that just goes to minorities in general. Mm-hmm. Like Absolutely. it's so insane. Like and I mean definitely working hard is a part of it. Working hard is everything. Like to have a kid for immigrant parents to have a kid in the United States to see them grow, to see them become, you know, a doctor, lawyer, um, you know, to become a, the, the, peop, the person with the most income in the United States is a moment of pridefulness because then they know that they came to the United States with a reason. And that is the most heart-wrenching thing known to man. Like that is so heartbreaking to think that that is the minority truth you know? Mm-hmm. That's why we love to see them succeed so much, even in the small things, but that's why things like shang is so important. Exactly. Not only the actors and actresses, but the artists, the part of the album that are also minorities that, you know, are raised up to get attention that they deserve. Exactly. And to see things, to see movies where minority kids can see themselves in the face of a superhero mm-hmm. or see themselves in the face of um, an actor, like to see them see a person in this world that can be anything they want to be is the moment of minority kids' happiness. And that's why I think like movies like Black Panther or movies like Shang-Chi or movies, just any kind of movie out there, any kind of artist out there that can make it big anywhere is a moment of awe, I can say. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't realize the impact stuff like that has on you. Like when the Miles Morales Spider-Man game came out and they had little like, hints of like his Puerto Rican heritage in there and like his mom was speaking Spanish literally I was excited like a little kid it's oh yeah crazy. it's just the video game but it means so much because you see yourself in there part of like who you are so. oh yeah I felt that with Shang-Chi mm-hmm. I actually felt that with Shang-Chi I was um I remember when I was a kid being an Asian American meant that you were not necessarily the most beautiful person in the world I gotta be real honest here. Being an Asian American was rough. Like, I gotta say this as a person born in the late 90s. Like, 
definitely definitely felt like I was not a most beautiful person in the world mm-hmm. and to see things like k-pop to see things like bts to see things like um sang chi or or other um uh crazy rich asians like even that like even mm-hmm. that even though i felt no like personal significance with being i was i wasn't i'm never i was never rich in my life mm-hmm. and to see that representation and to be able to hear my mother tongue anywhere in this world has already made me a high person alive like the impact of sang chi to chinese americans to chinese children of chinese immigrants is the biggest feat known to man mm-hmm. because we have been brought up that we are the most beautiful person in the world and we will we will only amount to the pressure their parents give us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah i understand the whole thing like it's just i mean it's just it's amazing to see it kind of unfold, even though it's never to the point where I can, you know, I can say, oh, Hollywood has represented us in the best way possible and we can never, never repay them. You know, like, no, they'll never get to that point because there is still that racism that still goes on even beyond anything we ever imagine behind closed doors. But that's something, it's something. Right, and it was done, at least in my opinion, respectfully that makes sense like they weren't really making a lot of stereotypical jokes that I've heard in my lifetime I'm sure you've heard more obviously but it seemed nice I think my favorite part honestly was that the entire introduction was in Chinese I just, yeah people need to hear that like it's literally like probably one of the most ancient languages so vast and so unique and y'all are not appreciating it enough in my personal opinion so it was really nice oh yeah to and i think this goes beyond just oh i can watch without subtitles you know like i'm i it's just that ability to hear my mother tongue at a hollywood movie Mm -hmm. because you know, it goes beyond just, oh, you know, it's, and it was a good portion of the movie where it was done in Chinese. And all of the, most of the actors and actresses were bilingual. They talked in both languages. And it was, it's just a humongous deal for us because we, we've never seen anything like it in our lives. We've never seen it. We've never seen it a superhero portrayed in the most beautiful sense like he's good looking like I mean of course us Asian Americans have always seen each other as good looking but to hear other ethnicities think that we're good looking is his is is new to us I gotta be real honest here it's new to us like to hear people like BTS in the United States and say that they're the most attractive boys they've ever seen is like a new story to us. We're like, mm-hmm. you like that Asian guy? Like you like monolids? Um, okay, that's that's new. Thank you. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so right. Western beauty standards have ruined so much 
for so many people. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. um, and also just within each other. Asian Americans necessarily, we don't necessarily think of each other as beautiful, to be quite honest, mm-hmm. because of the, the West, the beauty standards. Right. And I remember I was, I was a kid, I was a baby. And my mom would like do this to my nose, like try to like pull it up. So my, 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 um, my nose would be thinner. And it just, like it gets small things. Yeah. So my nose bridge wouldn't be so big. My nose wouldn't be too big. And like, I think about that so much that that was a thing I was used to as a kid, as a child, mm-hmm. that I was not necessarily at the point in my life where I could take that into account. Like I was like, oh, oh yeah. Just my mom would just pinch my nose. And like, oh, you know, just you no, know, all parents do that. And I, I didn't realize till I was much older that that's something that makes me look a little better. If my nose is taller, if my nose bridge is thinner. And, and it's like, it's, it's really kind of toxic to think that there is racism towards Asians. But then there's something that we need to think about as Asian Americans that we have racism towards each other, especially when it comes to darker skin tone. But that's something mm-hmm. the world has to figure out as well. Because especially I, I can see in Latinx culture that, you know, there is that colorism that always comes into play. Yeah. So true. It's so weird, right? Because you like grow up with people of your kind, not it sounds kind of weird, but people that are like you, that you're supposed to find comfort in, and then you still find ways to reject those people who are in the same situation as you. I don't, I don't get it. It's so weird. Obviously, it's a different generation, right? I mean, I've grown up going to school here in Pennsylvania. I've seen some things, but I also feel like it's a choice, if that makes sense, to treat people a certain way if you not want to be educated on a certain topic, this day and age, or to treat people a certain way. Yeah, exactly. And within our own communities, too, like you said. Yeah. Y'all are supposed to and lift each other up and help each other succeed, not do this. Especially minorities. Like, yeah. Exactly. Like, you're supposed to be excited to see each other succeed, not be like, ooh, your skin's too dark for like a board weekend. Like, what does that even mean? We were colonized. Or <laughs> 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 not. <laughs> we come from literally like different islands and Spain put together in the one little island, so. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's the same everywhere. People come from all over, just because they don't look the way that you stereotype them to be, I guess, doesn't mean they're not. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I've just been thinking about that so much, too. I feel like we 
have realized so much just growing up. I think when you look back on it, people talk about it and you're like, wait, that wasn't normal? Like you said, the stuff that you really never realized and the impact that it like had on you, whether it was subtle or very present, but crazy. Oh yeah, definitely. And as like a child, you see it kind of happening around you. Definitely. You're like, oh, I mean, like my aunt, she likes to like pinch my nose and I wonder why. Mm-hmm. My mom also likes doing that to her. Like my mom likes doing it to me as well. I mean, but my aunt also does it to her kids. So maybe it's something that's normal. But then I realized like later in life that it's because they're trying to shape your nose. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's something so Asian American that's so specific to like our experiences, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's just weird because then we realize that what we were born with is not necessarily the most beautiful version of ourselves. And we have to go find that youth version of ourselves. But then what is beautiful? Mm-hmm. You know? Everybody's definition of it is so different in this day and age. I know. And there's always beauty standards. So I'm pretty sure you have a conflict with that as well. I mean, like minorities, you're stuck between two. You have the American beauty standard, which is the tall, thin, white girl. And then you have... Because you remember when I said that the minority experience was being interested in someone, but then like white, blonde, blue-eyed people exist. I said something like that. Um, but that is the experience you're like you give up on it before you even start oh yeah already that I don't know what you would call it obstacles yeah exactly oh yeah and I mean so back to like sort of like the deal so there's that you know like you said the American stereotype mm-hmm. I mean of course America is a diverse country full of diverse people and it's never going to be anything more than that it's beautiful it's a beautiful country um but you know the, the American stereotype you know technically speaking is the most of the time you know Victoria's Secret model wise the tall thin white girl or the curvy more melanin girl like there is no in between like there's only two and and then we have the one at home motherland the motherland one for me it's the thin no chest barely any chest thin maybe 100 100 pounds 101 pound asian girl with long like long black hair her face is v-shaped majority of the time Mm -hmm. she has double eyelids her nose is thin and she has no cheekbones her her face is small as an apple like that is that is the two the two things that we were that I was brought up with and I'm pretty sure the Latinx situation is different Mm -hmm. and it's just it's something we have to discuss more I feel like because I know. it's so weird because I 
I don't know. I guess I never really thought about it that much. But now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, we do have, or not we, but like the community has certain things that they prefer. It's kind of similar, like skinny, but it's like the unhealthy, like <laughs> Brazilian butt lift <laughs> type. <laughs> like skinny, but then you got like big chest, big back, you're like tan big eyes for some reason like big eyes is a thing like I was always told like oh you guys are so slow we're making it wait why I don't get why that matters they're just eyes I think it it's like weird I don't associate with those weirdos <laughs> oh yeah and notice how in both stereotypes there's never a darker woman never yeah, a darker just, woman mm-mm. she's always very fair even though she's a little bit melanin to her she's always very fair mm-hmm. well, i have um one of my neighbors is indian and she would like tell me all the time that it's like bleaching skin in india is like a thing like they really oh, yeah i'm sure it's a thing in many other countries but you know, she was person that to me about that specifically. Which is so, so bad for you. Like, so bad for you. Oh, yeah. And so wrong because Indian people and Indian culture are just culture in general, people of color. So beautiful. Oh, yeah. And that's something that should be celebrated. Also, should be celebrated South Asians mixed in with other Asians because they are Asian. People don't talk about that enough because they are Asian. Like people don't t- like everyone through Asian thing East Asian, mm-hmm. you know. And there's mm-hmm. so much more to Asia than just East Asian. Absolutely, I agree with you. Like that's something that should also be discussed. And bleaching, bleaching. Oh, bleaching does not end at South Asian, bro. It mm-hmm. it goes all it's over. Everywhere all over bleaching skin states too Mm mm-hmm bleaching skin um maybe a slight suntan is Mm -hmm. they think they're too white you know like the there's that whole thing that they're trying to get more tan but they don't want to be dark skinned interesting right interesting right like oh it's just a minority experience. Minority experiences are so different from like white experiences. And I feel like that should be discussed more. Like we are children of immigrants who want to be here as much as anyone else does. And we need, we wanna be treated nicely. Like, can we please be treated nicely for once? <laughs> can you please educate your kids too? Cause I questions are okay I don't mind getting questions but sometimes they're like very ignorant oh yeah (laughs) I'm like I shouldn't really have to explain like anything (laughs) look it up google it oh yeah and that's why I like ideas of watching Shang-Chi you know like watching that movie and to be able to watch it without any kind of criticism like there is a vast Asian, you know, Asian representation in that movie that it goes mm-hmm. beyond Chinese American. 
which mm-hmm. is which is a significant portion, but it's not all the portion. And that's why I like the soundtrack so much because there are, you know, it goes beyond Chinese American. It goes into Korean American. It goes into, there's Zion T in there. Mm-hmm. There's Martuan. There's um, uh, Idiot <laughs> Rising is in there. Anderson mm-hmm. Park is in there. Um, oh my gosh. She's in a Korean R&B artist, I think. Her and Martha are the yeah. same song. Saweetie is in there. She's half Filipina. She's um, Blasian as well. Um, I love, I love the idea of going beyond that Chinese American mm-hmm. standpoint because there's more to East Asia than than Chinese American, you know. Really? And I, the one, the one song that actually got me thinking about that a lot was mm-hmm. the um, the song. There's a song in there. It's with, it's with a Korean American. Oh, wait, was it Sion T? I don't remember, but it was a Korean artist, and he was with a um a Japanese artist. Yeah, the Sion T song. Yeah, you're right. He was with a Japanese artist. Do you know the history of Japan and Korea? I think a good enough amount. I know it's not that great back in the war days but because I know that Utah from NCT 127 has had problems for that same reason like they've brought up higher conflict between the two countries oh there's been conflict with that two countries mm-hmm. like that's what made that song like stand out for me I was like that was insane because in this generation in our generation it hasn't been too bad like the conflict that we have with the conflict we have towards Japan mm-hmm. is not as bad as like our our grandparents' generation or like our maybe our parent generation. Right. But it's definitely something we think about daily. Mm-hmm. Like um J- Japanese occupation was terrible. And this is coming from a Taiwanese American. Like it was terrible. Yeah. I've terrible. Heard some of the stories just you don't even want to think about it honestly it was just so bad yeah um my story of Japanese occupation is that my great-grandfather he was alive he was a child during Japanese occupation Mm -hmm. um this is in Taiwan so he was alive during Japanese occupation and he was he was he had to learn Japanese like there was no other way like he went to school and suddenly he woke up and he had to learn Japanese like there was no other way he had a, he, he knew, so in Chinese, we, in uh, Taiwan, we have, um, official language is Chinese, is Mandarin Chinese, of course, mm-hmm. and then we have a, um, a dialect, a South Chinese dialect called Hokkien, and that's, like, what my, my grandparents spoke, that's what, that's, that's what my, my grandparents speak, um, actually, no, my grandfather speaks that my, my grand, my grandmother is from, um, Northern China. So she came, um, in the, in the fifties, her parents mm-hmm. came in the fifties. So, um, but from my grandfather's side, my great grandfather, he was from Japanese occupation. So he, um, he had learned Japanese. So he knew Japanese, like he knew it fluently mm-hmm. throughout his life. And, um, and I can never talk to him 
because I got I he didn't know Mandarin he never learned it I would I would I would hang a translator when I talked to him like as a child like as a child I couldn't talk to him all he knew was Japanese and Hokkien, and I only knew Mandarin Chinese like if that isn't the most like like weirdest kind of historical movement like movement I've ever seen in my life I don't know what is because I spoke Mandarin Chinese and English and he only he spoke Hokkien and Japanese and I find that so crazy like that's like the my my craziest story when talking about Japanese occupation like it literally went to all these countries and said all their kids need to learn Japanese now unless you die like literally it was like that's how insane it was so that's why that song was like and they still if the FBI is watching me sorry but they still don't really recognize what they did at least from what I've read yeah they've changed their flag though so that's something Mm -hmm. correct but I feel like they have a lot of explaining to do they still need to do the explaining this is not a slant towards japan i love japan like i love japan yep. like when it comes to like how beautiful it is and how amazing and it's amazing it just goes beyond like their culture and it goes amazing towards their um towards their you know their media the media that they produce is so amazing mm-hmm. um like it's just it's just that time that time is something that I think about all the time. Like as a Taiwanese American, as a person who is of Taiwanese descent is something I think about a lot because I mean, my mom says that my mom would go to Japan because she used to be in farming arts school when she was a kid and um, she would go perform in Japan. And they all, she always tells me Japan, Japanese people always apologize for that. They always, when they always meet you and they know you're Taiwanese, they'll always apologize to you. And I find that to be the most craziest thing ever that they don't recognize it. They're like, oh, it happened. We're sorry. Right? Like it's still affecting (laughs) current generations, the youngest generations, like yourself, who still have these memories that. I'm sure for a while we're unexplained and then when you grow up you're like can't even believe it. I know. And by not recognize, I mean like they recognize that it happened. It's just right. like it's just they're not doing anything beyond just spoken apology. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of people who died. A lot of a lot of innocent people that died. A lot of innocent people that had amazing futures. A lot of innocent people that that were going to save the world. Like we don't know what they would have done if they weren't if they didn't die from Japanese occupation. Like, Japanese occupation was rough. It was militant. Mm. It was something that needs to be acknowledged in every country book known to man. Cause it's something that is something that goes beyond just that time period. There are there are people of all generations in Asian countries, in East Asian countries, that still will not forgive Japanese occupation. 
they they don't want to do anything about it. They're like, oh, I don't want to. If you're Japanese or if you don't, if you take in Japanese culture, then I will not acknowledge it. Like it's still something to this day. Like yeah, even yeah. in Korea, like that's in Korea especially. Why, that's why education is so important. Like one of the things that I always think about is the fact that we truly do not know what the history of this world is because what we learn in America is not the same thing that they'd be teaching like in Taiwan, for example. Are yeah. there things that they did that they want to hide or things that they didn't do that they want to take credit for that you just don't even know? Yeah. And the only way to know is to go there. <laughs> Pretty much. If I could, I would go to every country and de- decide for myself. <laughs> oh, yeah. To take. Oh, yeah. And, and this is coming from an American person. Like, America is terrible when it comes to trying to occupy places, when it tries to take credit for themselves, when it comes to thinking that it, they're all good. But America is not always good. It's not good. They're not good. Sometimes we're evil. A lot of times we're evil. Yeah, and I think we need to accept that. If we don't accept that, we're just going to continue to be evil instead of moving towards growth. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of work to do. <laughs> Your generation, I guess our generation, we're not that far apart. We got things we got to do. I'm not saying I'm going to be huge, but I think just the small things, like educating people on certain topics, is important. Yeah. We got to keep going to movies, like Sean T. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no, you're fine. Keep going. Oh, I was going to say, we got to keep supporting and going to see, like, movies like Sean T. Or buying games, like the Spider-Man game, to promote that. And encourage them to continue to put on more content like that. Yeah, exactly. Fun, but educational at the same time. It's just a good experience. Oh, yeah. And adding on to what you're saying, um, movies like Black Panther, movies like um, Spider-Verse, Spider, um, Spider-Man in the mm-hmm. Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. That movie, those movies were so amazing to... Af- to to um, African-American culture. It was amazing towards um, Asian, like, there was an Asian girl in there and it was like amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and the Spider-Verse was just great. Like the soundtrack was amazing. Right, it really was. And it was a diverse cast and that's what I love, a diverse cast. Um, yeah. Shang-Chi came out and that was, and it's still, like I still am astonished by it. Like, I still think I'm going to rewatch it over and over again because oh, it's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be Disney Plus soon. It's coming out real soon. I think in a couple weeks. I think it's 45 days after the um, official like release day. So, yeah. probably next month. Oh, my God. It's going to be so great. I'm going to watch it. Definitely, I'm going to watch it. Um, it's just thing, movies like that, movies like that that go beyond the stereotype 
the movies like that that um that take into account diversity and take into account the minority experience because the minority experience is special to us you know like no one can take away the minority experience from us because we've had something that majority of the majority of population could never experience that's one thing that i feel like growing up in the states does too like even yesterday we were at the pirates game um the baseball game and one of the players was puerto rican <laughs> so they were doing a little segment on him before the game even started he was talking about like how like, baseball is like the number one sport in puerto rico i got so excited I was like, oh my god, what they're talking about, like, you know, my homies and stuff, but I always feel like I'm annoying when I talk about where I come from, and that's just, I guess, growing up in a toxic kind of environment where people don't really care about you or trying to learn about who you are, but it's so weird, oh, yeah. it, it continues to this day, like, it, like, I just, I said one thing, and then I stopped talking, because I was like, they probably don't want to hear me talk about that. And if you need that validation, I will give you that validation. Talk about yourself. I know, I know it's hard. I still deal with it to this day. Like everyone talking about Chinese culture, everyone talking about my home, like the the languages that I know. I know mm-hmm. Mandarin Chinese. I know English. And I talk about Mandarin Chinese, and I feel like I'm talking too much. I feel like I, I feel like I'm talking about something that no one can relate to. And if you need that validation and hear from minority myself, minority herself, talk about it. Talk about it. Please talk about it. Because that's an experience that's special to you. If it's special to you, it's special to you. And if no one else can take that specialty away from you. You're right. Same, same here. We, are, we got each other's backs. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. it's hard I know it's hard because it feels like you're flexing it feels like oh yeah. my experience is amazing and I'm talking about myself and I'm selfish you're not selfish in fact talk about it more mm-hmm. you're being That's you're so weird <laughs> I know so right weird. you're the only person that would probably know 100 percent what i'm talking about because i know all the minorities that are in the states but like a bilingual like minority that's a bilingual minority (laughs) (laughs) right not saying that you need to know your motherland's native tongue to have the experience i'm just saying there are certain things that are different but oh yeah it's pretty much the same oh yeah and the and it just goes beyond language anyway you don't have to know your mother tongue i know there's a lot of pressure being an immigrant even being an immigrant daughter or son you will have that pressure of learning your mother tongue mother tongue Mm -hmm. and you will kick yourself for not learning it you will kick yourself for for doing it wrong you you kick yourself for not being as fluent as you want to be and that's something you have to acknowledge that you will not because you're not from that country you know 
Yeah, you're not I listening there myself right now. all the time because my Chinese is not what I always wanted it to be. Right. And that's something I need to acknowledge that I will not be that point, point in my life. Yes. You know, like it's so insane to think about, but this goes beyond language. Like, talk about your culture if it means something to you, mm-hmm. if you feel like you're proud of it where the flag of the country that you love on your shirt and people will talk about it it's a conversation starter for crying out loud yes <laughs> like come on <laughs> it's exactly. a conversation starter exactly like i feel like one of the first things i gotta say about myself is like where i'm from people know i'm gonna be talking about this <laughs> oh yeah from the get-go like you gotta know yeah and talk about talk about how how your language is different from other latin american countries like taiwanese dialect is so different from chinese dialect we speak the same language but we have differences Absolutely. and it's like the same thing like we need to talk about those differences we need to talk about how um even talk about political stuff like even though people are so touchy about political stuff like the politics of our countries is something that people need to know about too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Languages. Languages and culture and and artists that are only pertaining to that country. Like I have so many artists that listen to Taiwanese artists that I would love to show people. But I feel like I'm pushing too much on people by making them listen to something in another language. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> Everything you say resonates so much. It's so it's so weird. I've always had that thought. Like, I want to share this Spanish music with someone, or even French music, right? Because I've been immersed in that language since I was in seventh grade. So obviously, like, that's another thing that I've come to appreciate. But I'm just like, are people gonna think it's like too too noisy? Like too loud or like just be like oh I can't understand this I don't like it you know what I mean I hate to use the word ignorance but that's what I consider it to be you are missing out missing out exactly just give it a try yeah and this coming from a person whose mom loves pitbull my mom listens to so much pitbull (laughs) like to the point where I'm like good god mom please stop listening to pitbull i know it's like funky and bops but like <laughs> she loves so the pitbull and some of the songs they don't even speak english or they, they don't even think about language she just likes them she likes the tune exactly. you know it's like just, it's just a vibe the instrumentals and everything it's a vibe it's a vibe you know what they're saying oh yeah like there's so much in Asian culture, in in uh, China, in um, Taiwanese culture, mm-hmm. that is so resonated with me my entire life that I wish I could show people. Like I wish I could like, and people would reply back that they like it too. That's all I want. All I want is that validation that someone likes what I like, that is comfortable to me, and that's something that I've been struggling with my entire life. Right. I'm totally understand that. Like right now, being at a 
um, primarily white school, I guess, <laughs> to put it simply. One of the most important things for me was to try to be a part of the Latino club, to find people. And even then, because there are so many different Latin and Hispanic countries, there is nobody from PR. Language is different, culture is different. And they never talked about PR because most of them were Mexican or they are Mexican. So I was like, but this year, there was a freshman who's from Puerto Rico and she actively seeks me out and we can talk about stuff because her hometown is only an hour from mine. It's oh like, my God. That's what that's what I've been waiting for because I look forward to seeing her when we have club meetings because I know that I can talk as fast as I want. I can use the lingo that I use and she's going to understand. Like, that's what we need. We just need, we need buddies. Who we oh, can yeah. Share that experience with. I mean, obviously, I can share the experience with you, but it's different, if you know what I mean. Like, if you have someone who is of the same background. And that's something I struggled with my entire life. I feel like if I need to talk about something that's maintaining to me is the fact that I've never felt comfortable with any side of my ethnicity. Mm. Like, I never had too many white friends. I never had too many Asian friends because I'm one of those, I wouldn't say weirdos, but <laughs> I'm the Sarah, I'm, I'm, I'm weird in that sense that I'm a weirdo. I'm weird. <laughs> no one understands me. I'm so special. No, no. Like, like, no, I, I'm, I'm one of those weird situations where my dad is white, my mom is Asian, and I have, I have learned the mother tongue, and I, and I hold on to it like anything in this world. And that makes, and that is one of the situations where I can't find friends. <laughs> That's one, because I have two sides. One is white. One that I never fall fit into because I'm, I'm though I am of white descent, technically speaking, I never feel comfortable with white culture. I always feel like a minority. Mm-hmm. But there's the other side of me that is of Asian American descent. Like my my mom lived in Taiwan for most of her life, but she still calls herself Asian American. Um, <laughs> but I I love her for that because she's she came she came to the states when she was in college, so she's like, oh, I'm Asian American, and I find that so cute. Um, so my I am of Asian descent, my other side, but I never felt comfortable with my Asian American friends because they don't hold their mother tongue most of the time. So like they're very core. Most of the time they're second generation, third generation. If they're first generation, they're cliquish. I've always had that problem mm-hmm. is that if they're first generation, like holding on to the first generation and other Asian people of pure Asian descent, holding on to that, like a click. I never felt comfortable with any of that because I felt too white. Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of my dilemma. I've never, I've, I can talk to Taiwanese American people, 
but they'll never accept me as much as they do their like Asian friends, which is something that I've always been dealing with my entire life. Like, isn't that like kind of weird? That like, so weird. but I understand what you mean. Like, I have another friend who is half Asian, half white, and like subconsciously she resents the white half of herself. Just not all the time, but sometimes either due to like history or just the experiences that you've been forced to have being mixed yeah that's not that's not something that everybody can relate to and just like you said first generation it's even harder to relate because you want people to appreciate it and honor it as much as you do but people try I don't know they like try too hard to forget or just fitting too much like you said like to the click but you should be proud of that difference I don't know maybe we're the only ones with this mindset at this point I used to get mad at my cousin I remember like blowing up at her at a family dinner because she didn't want to learn Spanish I was like okay (laughs) like why would you do that and my little sister was the same way. She had a period of her life where she was like, I'm American. I was born and raised in Pennsylvania. Like, I am American. I don't want to learn Spanish. And I was like, here we go. <laughs> like, we yeah. are not doing this. Oh, yeah. And that goes beyond Latinx culture. I mean, Asian American culture has that dilemma as well because they think that their whole life is in English. So they don't want to learn the mother tongue. Like I have friends who are first generation themselves actually. And then they're like, oh, I live in America my entire life. So it's not that big of a deal. Or they never liked going to Chinese school or it got shoved down the throat as a young kid. So they don't, they don't necessarily enjoy the thought of it. And it's just, it's something that we need to discuss. I feel like that's something that minorities need to discuss that learning your, learning your mother tongue is more than just, oh, you know, I speak this language on the side at home. You know, it's, it's more than that. It's like your culture. It's like so important. But I mean, at the end of the day, you have to respect them for who they are. You know, like that's something that us you know like we hold on to our language so close to our hearts Mm -hmm. that we have to let them go because that's their life and we can't like hold on to them too much (laughs) you know like it's hard I know how hard it is yeah but yeah isn't that crazy Mm -hmm. it's just it's just one of those things you know it's like you want to care for them you want them to learn the mother tongue so bad so they can connect to their culture their 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 family's culture and you you're looking out for them like for you you're thinking oh i'm looking out for you because it's your culture and you will regret this you always think oh you'll regret this in your future you will regret this and i want to save you but at the end of the day you don't even know Maybe they will not regret it. Maybe they want this, you know? Yeah. And all we can do is let them have their life. I know, too. I totally understand. <laughs> we had the, such a deep conversation for like two hours. 
oh my god wait it was two hours <laughs> yeah we started at like 8 15 <laughs> oh my god we did 10 15 our time isn't that crazy oh my gosh that's insane yeah what but that? yeah i appreciate the conversation now mm-hmm yeah and that's just something that I think about as like a biracial kid because mm-hmm. a lot of biracial kids that I know they don't hold on to their mother tongue at all they don't that's care true. it's so sad because the world is developing but you know that will help you not only to stay connected to your family but in careers and stuff and people don't really realize that it's too late and you wish you had that exposure so true and it's like so sad because especially it's a, it's a dilemma in all minority cultures. They need to teach their kids their mother tongue. Please, please. I've had too many experiences meeting people from other cultures who just feel regretful, you know, that they never could either do that for their kids or be taught that themselves. Yeah. And I mean, I understand the whole like languages cost money. Language classes cost so much money, Absolutely. you know. And I understand that if you can't teach your kid that mother tongue, then I mean, there's other factors that can go into it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just, I mean, definitely is something that needs to be discussed more and also don't force your kids i feel like especially in the asian american community the the mother tongue is like forced like it's like Mm. you need to learn this Mm -hmm. like at and you can't and they don't let go and that's the reason why the kids feel resentful to language as they get older or they don't want to learn anymore i know there's got to be a better way of going about it (laughs) exactly like my mom let go like I was um I was eight mm-hmm. my mom stopped t- t- taking me to Chinese classes like I just didn't go anymore because she didn't want to force me to go anymore right. and and that actually helped me I I I stopped for a little while and then I went back during high school I took classes again in high school and I took classes again in college mm-hmm. so like it's definitely needs to have that situation where you've got to let them go if they don't want to learn it because they will go back mm-hmm. you know Absolutely. it's just it's just something oh my god i'm talking about this <laughs> thank you for the All conversation right. though we needed that i think thanks for listening bye bye, bye everyone